Welcome to another episode of Dad's Rules with Kevin Belzer. And today we are on location again. We're on location a lot. Just kind of works for us. Yeah. They've got a nice snazzy little <laughs> studio here. We're at the Menace Underground in Mesa, Arizona in the MAF podcast booth. So if you don't listen to my podcast, which would be really funny because actually right now they are, are listening, listening to my to podcast. It, maybe, maybe. Okay. So better yet, I should be saying if you're not listening to the MAF podcast, you probably should be listening to podcasts as well as my podcast. Yes. Because mine are, mine are nice and short. Yeah. They're not overwhelming. Nice. Right. Well, I don't think so. I've, I've had one episode ever that hit an hour. That's long. And but that was ridiculously was long. Yeah. The longest after that was 30 minutes. Yeah. Normally, they're 25 minutes or less. A lot of them are like 12, 13 minutes. I just don't like really long podcasts. Yeah. So that's what I make for people is... Not long podcast, and yeah. here I digress for the last 30 plus seconds. But that's what we do. So today, let's go over a rule. Okay. It is in the first book. Do not buy this book. <laughs> You're like, wait, Kevin, why do you not want me to buy this book that is available on Amazon and went Amazon bestseller? Because in the next few months, we will be redoing this book. It'll have added content. So I'm just telling you, just hold off. Just buy it then. We'll be publishing it. We'll probably be doing an audio version of it as well. Uh, it will be, be. Yeah, it'll be available, Kindle version. The last one was available, Kindle version. But what's going to end up happening is you're going to have an additional little additional bits. Content. Yeah, yeah, additional content, little, little extra bits to each chapter throughout. Yeah. It adds like another 20 pages to it. And the other thing I did is I reworked some of the chapters to make mm -hmm. them flow a little bit better. And we found the last, hopefully, of the errors yeah, that were in it. There weren't that many. There was we're only, human. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, there was only a couple. And then once we started moving sentences around and, and whatnot, we had to restructure paragraphs yeah. and stuff like that. But anyway, that stuff is all at the end stages. We're going to reshoot the cover so you won't get confused and see this cover. It'll right. be a totally we'll a different, different one. Cover. It'll actually have me on the cover instead of uh, a hand holding up the world, which is a pretty cool cover. But, it's a cool cover. Yeah. So today what I want to do is I want to go over rule number five, which is patience is BS. Patience what? is barbecue sauce? <laughs> patience is barbecue sauce. Yeah, that's exactly what it stands for. Patience is barbecue sauce. I guess we'll just... That was we'll for just, you, Brian and Donna. <laughs> just go with that. So it is patience is bullshit is rule number five. <laughs> what? I just... I tend to, he's all like whatever, and I'm like, I always think of like the alternative swear words to say, and barbecue sauce popped into my head earlier today. <laughs> Self-cracked up about it, so. Yeah, go on the swag shop, there's a patience is BS <laughs> shirt, and now I'm thinking about that. Before this is released, we probably need to make a patience is barbecue sauce I shirt. I want, that would be a shirt I would wear. Yeah, so when you see this episode, I think we can pretty much guarantee at that time that there will be a barbecue sauce t-shirt. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. We're going to figure out how to continually add new swag to it. Hopefully you guys like the stuff that we've been putting out on it so far. I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, my favorite one is probably rule number 15, start the clock. Start the clock. That, start is, the clock a, shirt. that is our I, favorite. I absolutely love that, that shirt. I think that one's pretty that badass. That one's our favorite. Yeah, I think that one's pretty cool. So I did start out... Rule number five with a quote from Nickelback. Are, <laughs> you, a hater. are you laughing over there? <laughs> Look, a hater. this was a great line from their song After the Rain. Everybody says that life takes patience, but nobody wants to wait. Yeah. It's a great line. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so the main purpose of this rule, I don't even need the book because obviously I wrote it, but what do you think the main purpose of the rule is? We discussed this earlier on the drive here, but what is what does patience is barbecue sauce mean to you? <laughs> it's actually bullshit. Yeah, it's fine. Um, it just, sometimes we've got things happen right now. That's what I think of sometimes when I hit, make it happen. But sometimes in the waiting, you're wasting time. So sometimes you have to go not be patient and make some action. That's actually not a bad sum up of it. I, I wrote hey. the rule not being opposed to patience. Yeah. And most people read the rule and they go, oh, you don't believe in patience. Be impatient. No, that isn't what it is. <laughs> Where we struggle is we put patience a lot of times in the wrong place. That's probably a good, that's, yeah. That's the purpose of this chapter. Don't right. put it in the wrong place. Right. So life teaches us to go to school, then go to college, then get a job, work your way up through that job, stay with that job for the next 20, 30 years, reti retire. And, and hey, in the meantime, we're going to give you one, two weeks off a year because we're in America. We don't believe in this five weeks thing, which is kind of ridiculous. Some um, you get some nice vacation, but not commonly. But you got to get a lot of years in true. for you to That's get that. True. And we'll give you weekends off too. <laughs> and you're going to be happy and you're going to like the fact that you're just kind of getting by. Yeah. It's no fun. No, it's no fun. You can fall Some on people that. like it, and that's the security of sometimes that can happen, but. Right. And if that's the kind of life you want, great. That's awesome. But here's what I'm going to challenge. We're not knocking it. Here's what I'm going to challenge you with. If you're in a job that you think you're going to like, you need to go full bore into that job. So if you start in the, the they always say the mail, mail room. room. Yeah, you start in the mail room. You We're start aging the, ourselves. You can read a lot of stories about people, though, that they started, like, uh, being low in the office. They were letter delivered, taking stuff yeah, to, to the desk to desk. The office courier. Or, or, or they were secretary. Yeah, or they were janitor. just a... Just somebody Anything. inputting stuff on a yeah. keyboard. Or just the very, yeah, the very, um, I don't want to make, it sounds insulting, basic tasks? Just the, the, but they are basic tasks because we've talked about it before. The general, the general We've talked tasks. about it before. There are $20 an hour jobs and there are $1,000 yeah. jobs. Yeah. The whole point of a CEO or somebody higher up in even a sales position where they're making way more than 20 an hour. Yeah. The whole point of that person is to be excelling the company forward. Yes. Okay, that's what their job is, that is what their job over is. the top. They're supposed to do that. Sales is supposed to be driving in, driving in the sales, obviously. Yeah. It's right in their name. Yeah. The CEO is supposed to be making sure that they're taking everything in the proper direction. Right. So wherever you're at in this whole cycle, if you're not in sales or you're in any other position and you're like, I like the company, I think I'm going to stay here a long time. What right. I would challenge somebody to do, though, is that go full 100% out on it mm -hmm. and not be patient that, oh, I'm going to have to be in this job for a year or two years before I can advance. Right. There's no written rule of any of that. I don't We've think watched so. our son has been at Home Depot since when? What month did he start? Like April? March. 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 March I think of March. 2022. So he's been there since March of 2022. But he did things throughout the course of the year to set him apart from other people that he worked at because he liked working there. 
And we told them, we're like, you just need to just make sure that you're doing your job to the best of your ability, always going 100% on everything you're doing. Which I think he naturally does anyway. Right, and people noticed. Yeah, people did notice, and that's what I'm thankful for is when people noticed. So you look at now, he started as a lot attendant. Mm -hmm. That means you're, you're making sure the lot's picked up, you're making sure that carts are put away, mm -hmm. that's your job. It is, the, it is a starting job there, starting level. It, it really is. It's one of the departments, yeah. Yeah, but it's one of the starting yeah, I don't. jobs. But it's an important job that needs to be done none, yeah. nonetheless. But what he did over the course of the last lesson year is he found other ways to set himself apart. He ended up getting awards, and he got to where, in February, he gets promoted to a different department in gardening, which yeah. he really wanted to be in gardening. Yeah. So... We'll see once he's in gardening if he likes it. But what I like what he's doing is he's saying that, hey, I'm going to do whatever job I'm at to the best of my ability in order to get where I want to be. Because he didn't like being in the lot over the summer. No, it was hot, but he still did everything to the best yeah, of his ability. Yeah, he did. Which made me And proud I'm not saying he didn't. But I'm, what I'm saying is that he still every day showed up and did the, his job to the best of his ability and got them to notice. Other people quit. Other people, whatever. They just fell off. Why not? But it opened up an opportunity for him to advance into another department. When he gets to gardening, will he like it? I don't know. Yeah. But what I will, what I do know is he's doing what I'm saying that you need to do here in rule number five. Patience is bullshit. You need to go into whatever that job is and apply yourself to the best ability possible and do every task there at 100% to see if you do like the job. Because I don't think you can get a, an actual gauge of the job unless you do the whole job. Right, we see in real estate. So mm -hmm. I'm in real estate. We see mm -hmm. people get into it and they do it half-assed and they quit. Because they're like, it doesn't work. It's terrible. But what if they'd gone in, followed all our instructions of, hey, here's how, many, here's how many calls you need to be making yeah. a day. Here's when you need to be prospecting. Here's how many appointments you need to do a conversion. And they'd actually followed scripting and did everything we'd said mm -hmm. they'd done. And then made a decision that they didn't like it. I'd respect right. that person. Yeah, the then person they've that said, given it and done the whole thing and was able to were able to gauge it properly. The person that just quit, no respect, zero respect for right. what they did. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. They didn't give it a chance. They didn't give it a chance, and they just complained about how awful the job is. What they should have done instead is gone in full bore, found out if they like it or not. Because look, there's a lot of people that get into sales, and it's not for them. Is there something more I can do? Yeah, absolutely. And maybe what you find out is like, what if they'd gone in 100% to it and they found out what they liked is they liked their conversations that they were having initially with the lender or with title and they go, I don't really like the real estate part of it, but I like the money part of it. Mm -hmm. And they'd found out that, oh, maybe I need to go try that out yeah. instead. Right. Or I like the contract side of things. Yeah. And they got into title or they're like, you know what? I geek out when I get an inspection report. Yeah. And because you can make really good money yeah. as an inspector, you can yeah. make a six-figure income yeah. as as an as an inspector. But you have so, to be attention to detail if you're going to be that kind of a person. Right. But but maybe they just geeked out and they yeah. loved that part of it, and they found out that hey, because they went a hundred percent. Because and they got a view of the whole thing. So bird's eye. The whole point of patience is bullshit. Is that you need to speed the whole process up. What you're trying to find out very quickly is, do you like this task or do you not? And the byproduct of it is, is that if you find out that you do like it, your income will increase. For, it has to. It has to, because what you're going to find out is that you're going to go, okay, because this is what happened to me. I said, 
I'm sick of making 100,000 a year. What can I do in this whole process to make it to where I make 250, 300,000 a year? What can I correct in here? So I got to where I started super analyzing that part of it because I already figured out the first part mm -hmm. because I got to where, okay, I know how many calls I need to make to convert someone. I know all this, but what now what task can I delegate out that I don't like because I like the overall task, which is selling right. real estate. Right. But what tasks I don't like, what can I delegate out so that I can then have more time delegated to what I do like doing and increase my income? That's also your area of expertise. It's your, your time is best put into that. Yeah. The part that you do. Yeah. The time is best put there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's, that's my big thing on, on that. Um, there was a, there's a lot of cool stories that I did in... Patience is bullshit. So when this does get reissued, you're definitely going to want to read these. But I broke down companies in there that uh, applied patience the wrong way. Yeah. And what they did is they stayed status quo. So that's the other, the, probably the last aspect I want to get into, the whole patience thing, is you can be so patient on it that you run yourself out of a job, out of an occupation, out of a company. So you look, and this was crazy. But you look in here, let me find the exact page, because th this actually, when I was doing the research for this chapter, it blew my mind, the companies that are no longer around. Oh, yeah, that was actually su eye-opening, surprising. Yeah, and what I noticed across the board about all of them is that they were patient to, the, to a fault. Or they, <laughs> Fatal patience. Or they asked for the government to get involved with... Um, with them. There's a couple companies on here that asked for government interference in order to put tariffs on companies that were coming in to take their business yeah. because they weren't innovating anymore. Yeah. So there, so here's companies back in 1955. Here's some of the companies that were in here, in business at the time. They're no longer around. Yeah. American Motors. Okay. They were um, consumed by Chrysler. Oh, okay. Brown Shoe, Studebaker, they went out of business, Collins mm. Radio, Detroit Steel, Zenith Electronics, and National Sugar Refining. Remember how huge Zenith was as a TV? It was like the brand. When TV changed from the big console thing that we had to drag across the rocks when right. it broke, when it changed from that to plasma and then um, L LCD? Oh, whatever. Yeah, anyways, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Changed to those TVs. They didn't innovate. And also they asked for government to get involved to mm. um, help them out and fund them. And the government actually said no, which I actually think was the right approach. Yeah. It should be up to the company. These are companies that are still in the top 500 from back then that did innovate. Boeing, Campbell Soup, General Motors, Kellogg, Procter & Gamble, John Deere, IBM, and Whirlpool. Okay. All major sectors with major competition, but they actually continued to innovate. They weren't sitting on their laurels. Like if you look back then... In 1955, was Boeing making Apache helicopters? No, no, no. Nope. <laughs> the answer is simply no. Yeah, they weren't. But are we? Do we see them flying in Mesa at Boeing? We yep. do. And for so that's just for Boeing. Campbell's went from basic generic soup to also having other soup lines. They they expanded their lines. Yeah. General Motors. Um, they bought out a lot of other car companies. They changed. They are continually innovating and changing how they make cars. Whether you personally like their aesthetics or not, yeah. the new Corvette with the mm. Ferrari engine is pretty badass. Yeah, that one's... Procter & Gamble, that's soaps and stuff like that. That's stuff people need every deer. John Deere has always found a way to stand above the shoulders of others. IBM, 
you don't hear a lot about IBM anymore because of how they release their products, but they're right. a larger company than when your mom worked for them yes. in the 80s and 90s. And then you look at the last group, and what I love about the last group, these are companies that didn't even exist in 1955, but came out and created their own sector. And that would be Facebook, eBay, Home Depot, Microsoft, Google, Netflix, Office Depot, and Target. Oh, wow. Yeah, they didn't even exist then. So it, it blows your mind that they weren't even in the top 500, nothing back then, but they became innovators in their sectors. Like, we didn't have social media Right, like back then, I think that Facebook was founded in oh, two thousand four. Yeah, yeah, two thousand four. So anything before two thousand four, there wasn't even Facebook. Right. Yeah, but you look yeah. that that rather than be take the status quo and go, well, we don't have something like that. They went and created it. Right. Rather than have people have to go to a physical auction, eBay came out and said, Hey, hey let's do it online. <laughs> let's do it online. Blockbuster. Yeah. Blockbuster uh, went out of business. Because they didn't innovate. Right. They had the opportunity to buy Netflix for $50 million. Isn't that crazy? They That's, laughed them out of the room. I hear that. That's crazy. You look at Netflix now, one of the largest companies out there. They keep expanding the studios yeah. out in New Mexico where they film most of their stuff. But you look at that the Netflix said initially they were mailing DVDs to people. Right. And they're like, well, what if we stream this? Then the technology didn't necessarily exist yet, but the technology caught up. Yeah. And allowed it to happen. Yeah. Because these companies weren't patient and accepting that things are just the way they are. Right. They chose to grow, they, find yeah. a way to grow. They cho chose a way, found a way to grow and to innovate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead of yeah. sitting there. Yeah. I absolutely love this role. I think you guys will like it too. Like I said, we'll have it revised here in the uh, new year. It's on my to-do list. <laughs> yeah. To do. Believe me, I'm not being patient about it. It's one of the very <laughs> first edits I get to do at the beginning of January because we're recording this in December. Yeah. One of the very first edits I have to do is finish editing that one out and then get the photo shoot done for that cover and then it can be launched. So yeah. it's just a matter of timing on that one. But in the meantime, you can show support by buying swag. Swag. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Patience is barbecue sauce. <laughs> or patience is bullshit. Either way. <laughs> All right. That'll be a wrap on another episode. If you liked it, leave a review. If you hated it, leave a review and just lie and say you liked it. Subscribe, share, comment, tell your friends, your enemies alike. Until next time, go out and be the kick-ass adult. I know you all can be.